and welcome to Conversations with Sports Fans. I'm your host, Doug Hill, and in this episode, I'm pleased to be joined by Josh Brown. When asked what we should share in his intro, Josh was pretty circumspect. I'm a teacher who tries to live life to the fullest. An Iowa resident, Josh set out several years ago to visit all the Major League Baseball stadiums, and with a trip to Chase Field in Phoenix, Arizona last summer, he accomplished that goal. We look forward to learning about that quest and some of Josh's other spectating adventures during our time together. Josh, welcome to Conversations with Sports Fans. Oh, thank you, Doug. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Um, you know, the the standard first question is your first recollection or memory of maybe being a sports fan. What, what do you have for us there? Well, I mean, when I was a kid, I really enjoyed playing sports. Um, and so I, with my, bro- I had three younger brothers and whether or not it was just going outside and playing, um, at the park at a, at a basketball hoop or whether or not it was playing baseball or just running around playing soccer or whatever it was, I just enjoyed being outside and enjoying, um, participating in sports. Um, once when I was in middle school, I broke my finger and I wasn't allowed to play the sport, but I found that I actually enjoyed sitting out in the stands and cheering on other people um, for a season of basketball. And um, and then just as I continue to grow up, I'm not an athlete. Um, I enjoy, I still enjoy getting out and playing things every once in a while when I can, but um, I really appreciate all of those that have the talent and have the ability to do some things that, um, not all of us can do. And so it's ex- exciting to go out and support those who are doing some great things to entertain us. And it's been a fun process. Now, if I'm not mistaken, an Iowan for your entire life? Yep. I was born and raised in Iowa. Um, grew up in Cedar Rapids where um, the Cedar Rapids Reds were there when I, they were a, a really minor league team. Uh, I can't remember. I can't even remember how they rate all those, Um, but like one of the lowest rated ones. Um, And so went to them now, they're the Cedar Rapids Colonels. Um, So grew up going with my grandpa to Cedar Rapids Reds games and Des Moines had the Iowa Cubs. And so we would go over to Iowa, um, over to Des Moines to cheer on the Cubs. And um, when I was a kid, we went to Wrigley Field a few times. Um, And so Grew up a Cubs fan, even though the Reds minor league team was right there. Um, now, with Iowa certainly not having any major professional teams, would it be a safe presumption that college sports also played a pretty critical um, role in your spectating life as a as a young yeah, person? Yeah, I think as a kid, um, grew up an Iowa Hawkeye fan. Um, I grew so I grew up in Cedar Rapids, just about 20, 25 minutes away from the University of Iowa. So when going down and watching Iowa basketball games or football games um, really probably was a bigger part of growing up than um, going to live Major League Baseball games. Those were kind of out of my reach. Our family really wasn't in a situation to be able to afford to be traveling around. Um, Like I said, we went to a couple of Cubs games and I went to one – Kansas City Royals game, but that's about all I did before I, before I got my own full-time job. Um, I had been down to Kansas City and I'd been in Chicago um, to Wrigley Field um, for professional sports, but uh, my, my 
grandpa grew grew up in Texas, and so he was a Dallas Cowboys fan. Um, so of course, um, I was cheering on the Cowboys from on TV. They were one of the few um, football teams that were constantly on TV, so it was easy to sure. them the team to cheer for. And um, Michael Jordan was um, the basketball player, and so. Um, the Chicago Bulls came to the University of Iowa Carver Hawkeye Arena um, to play an exhibition game when I was when I was um, young, and so I got to see the Chicago Bulls play there. And um, B.J. Armstrong was on the team, who was former Hawkeye, and um, and so grew up as a Chicago Bulls, Chicago Cubs, Dallas Cowboys, Iowa Hawkeye fan. So that's it was an an interesting experience, I'm sure. Well, it is, but it, I mean, it all makes a lot of sense as well. I mean, you have, you know, the the football and the basketball teams there are, you know, at maybe the zenith of their um, of their sport and certainly are going to be prominent on national broadcast. So it's going to be accessible and and you have a connection to the, the Cubs, you know, being uh, not too far away from the AAA spot there in, in Des Moines with the Iowa Cubs and and Cedar Rapids, you know, presumably that was a single A team, is my guess. Yeah, the that's Reds. Like. Yeah, and you know, some of those players probably were done playing by the end of the season. That you would have seen them. Not, not that many single A players are able to make it all the way to the big leagues. The AAA players much more likely. So you have a, a built-in connection there. Um. So, so when you, you referenced your first job or your your first full-time job, when after that was there now this interest in perhaps getting out to see more live sporting events outside of your, you know, your geographical area there in, in Iowa. Yeah, I think, um, so like I said, like as I was growing up, sports was a big part of my life. So I was just, um, while I traveled for various reasons. And so sometimes I would travel for work. Um, I was, I've been involved with the, uh, my teacher's union um, and been able to have opportunities to go to different meetings and different trainings across the country. And if I was lucky enough to be somewhere while it was baseball season or um, football season or whatever it was, I, I tried to make it work with the schedule to be able to go and catch a game. Um, and at one point I started thinking, all right, how many of these stadiums have I been to? And I started figuring it out. And I realized that I had been to almost half the stadiums just through natural travel without even actually trying to do it. And so that point I always been kind of goal driven as a person um, <laughs> trying to figure out ways to um, create goals for myself and to try to find fun things to be doing. And so um, made the goal to try to go to all the stadiums. And so started building some of our family vacations around um, getting to some of the stadiums that, were a little harder to reach or that weren't going to happen just naturally. I wasn't going to naturally be in some cities. Um, and so building it around that to be able to meet the goal and um, make it to each stadium. So it was, it, it was a really fun journey. Um, there's some stadiums where I had to go a couple times because Atlanta built a new stadium before I was done. So I had to go back to Atlanta um, to get to the new stadium, but um, I, at this moment have been to all the stadiums until somebody else rebuilds one or they open a new one in Montreal or something. So yeah, g give it a couple of minutes. It's going to happen. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, so beyond Kansas city and Chicago, do you recall which one was the first one that you had been to? Well, I, I think it may have been, um, 
the Philadelphia Phillies. So my um, my first NEA representative assembly was in Philadelphia, and um, that summer the a group of rep, um, group of people from Iowa that were there for the national meeting were going to go to a baseball game, and um, I was able to join them there and. Um, I'm pretty sure that was my first one outside of the Midwest. Okay. And then as you've gone through, I mean, certainly you've seen 30 plus, probably 31 or 32, depending upon when you got down to, to Texas, because I know that that would be the other one that's relatively new. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the highlights from what you've seen? What are some of the, I guess, of your recollections of, of the stadiums and 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 do you have a routine when you get to a new park for the first time? Are you you know one of those folks who likes to you know walk as much of the concourse and, and see as much of the stadium as possible? So talk talk uh, walk us through what it's like for Josh Brown to go to a new stadium. Yeah, and so when we've gone to a new stadium, I try to before even going in, potentially the day before or potentially the day, same day of, go and just walk around the outside, um, just kind of explore a little bit of what's in the neighborhood and kind of. Because um, some of these are in places where um, they're right in the middle of an urban environment. And so it's kind of a cool scene on the outside of there. Some of them are more um, excluded from that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And so um, this really comes down to like what the environment is, um, how long or how much time I give for that. But um, try to get in as soon as almost as soon as gates open to be able to kind of explore the inside, too to be able to see the field and uh, see experience kind of what's going on um, from different angles. Uh, because before other people get there, you can sit in different seats and you can see it, see the stadium from different venue um, venues and um, kind of see what the different kinds of food and the different kinds of things that they have offered. Um, lots of differences across the country on that as well. And prices and all those things. It's been interesting that, and some of the times I may have just, hit on right days and right nights that they end up having some really good deals on food for families to make it affordable. And other times you're like, Oh my gosh, how can anybody afford to do this on a regular basis? Um, but being able to do that, my, what I've learned is my favorite seats in a, a stadium are behind home plate all the way at the top in the cheap seats. So the cheap seats behind home plate kind of gives me a good view of the entire stadium. Um, I get to see everything that's happening and I don't have to spend hundreds of dollars to get in. Um, most of the time I've been able to spend somewhere between 20 to $40 um, to sit in those seats. And they've been really great places to sit um, and be able to watch everything that's happening in the stadium. Sure. I would also think um, at that high level, especially with a lot of the new or the modern ballparks being more open air. They're not like the coliseums or the cathedrals that they once were. You probably have some pretty decent views and vistas of the community or the, or the neighborhoods and the cities that, that they're in as well, right? Yeah. Um, I, one of those examples, when we were in San Francisco, sitting in those seats, you get a look over. So while you're sitting there watching the game, you get a look over the bay and see the boats go by. Um, same Similar thing in Cincinnati. We were able to then watch... Um, boats go down the river and things. And so it's just been a really fun view um, and to be able to be part of those cities and be able to see some of those things. When I came up to Detroit, um, they had, um, we were just walking by, we had our Cubs stuff on. It was 
um, right as COVID, COVID was still going on, or they had just opened up the parks again. Um, and we had the opportunity to run into a reporter who asked how things were going and why we were there. And, and it was just really, I was there with my son for his birthday weekend. And it was just uh, some great experiences getting to try different foods and try the different things within the communities as we've been visiting these different cities as well. Yeah. Um, well, you mentioned food, which is one of my other favorite topics. What Anything um, stand out in terms of some of the either in-stadium concessions or some of the things that maybe you've had outside of the stadium along the way? Well, I, I mean, I remember um, when we went to Toronto, um, they had a, so something I hadn't seen in a lot of different stadiums, they had a cup that you could buy for soda and you could bring it back all season for free refills. Um, and so that we, you don't see that in some of our American stadiums where they're charging you 10 bucks for a soda um, and not giving you any refills on it. You might get a souvenir cup, but you're not getting any discounts with it. Sure. Um, so that was, that was a unique thing that I hadn't seen. Um, my brother lives in the Dallas area. And so we went to when the, um, when the playoffs were down in Dallas um, during the COVID year, everything was shut down. They go, everybody's going to play here. We're going to kind of put it into a kind of a bubbly kind of thing. Yeah. He was able to get us two tickets in the new stadium um, to watch the um, the American League or I think it was American League um, playoffs. It wasn't, um, we didn't go to the World Series, but we went to the championship mm -hmm. for that. And um, they had like a, I think it was a yard long chili dog. And so my brother and I chose to have a contest to see who could finish one of those first. That took a lot longer and a lot less comfortable than I was, than I enjoyed, but it, but it was, a, it was an experience that you don't get to have every place. And so to be able to take advantage of some of the unique things in the different parks has been part of the experience as well. Um, I know you're fairly competitive. You said you were goal oriented. Did you win the oh, yeah, long chili? Yes. Okay. Yes. Of course you did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, any stadiums that, that stand out you, you referenced San Francisco and, and having a view of the Bay and, it, and it, I've never had the pleasure. It looks like a delightful place to watch a game, certainly a, a major upgrade from what it used to be in candlestick. Um, but, was, but what other, what other July parks? July was still cold. That was the, yeah. that was the, it was cold in July. So we had to sign up for a credit card or something. So I could get my wife a blanket. Um, she was, it was like the middle or end of July and she got cold that night. Um, it was, that's, that's a disadvantage of being right there on the bay. Sure. But other, other uh, stadiums that uh, stand out? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, my first stadium was Wrigley field. So, I mean, I just really enjoy Wrigley. There's some places that I have learned not to sit. Um, like you want, you don't want to sit underneath uh, the risers where you don't get to see where you can't see the pop flies and you end up with poles in the way um, and things like that. So, that's part of where I learned about just get up to the top where nothing can block your block your view. Um, and, and, um, and then you don't have to, you don't have to pay hundreds of dollars to be able to get a good view in a stadium. Um, of course you can choose to do that and get up close and to do those things. And other people, that's what they prefer in, in their seats and they want to get up. They want to be able to potentially pick up a fly ball or something like that. And um, I haven't worried about that as much. And, um, we've the other, one of the other places I really enjoyed, we were in, um, we were in, in Boston 
Um, and um, so we were at Fenway Park and we were there with my son with the when they were facing the Yankees. And so um, there was a lot of energy. Um, of course, some words that I my son was a little too young to be listening to, but it was it was an interest. It was it was kind of fun. It was just like Yankees suck, Yankees suck. And it was like for like three innings straight, like the chant didn't stop. So it's it's diff- it was it was an interesting experience to see that happen um, there in Fenway Park with it when playing the Yankees with a rival there. How long did it take you from, would you say, if, if we exclude the Kansas City and Wrigley trips when you were younger, once you kind of put your mind to it and, and looked at this, how long do you think it took to, to finish it? Well, I mean, from Philly to, um, to Arizona, that was about 16 years. But I think it was probably about six years ago where I, I realized I'd gone to about almost half of them and decided – all right, I should figure out a way to make this work and, and knock out some of these other ones. Um, and so we did a family trip. We planned a family trip to go to Niagara Falls and do Toronto. Uh, my son and I did one of his birthday weekends. To, we went to Detroit. Um, mm-hmm. My wife and I um, had never been to Cincinnati. And so we did a weekend getaway in Cincinnati, which we wouldn't have normally picked, but we picked it because um, the Cubs were in town and we go, let's go see the Cubs Reds game. And so t- typically when I, when I've been able to do it through a, I'm planning it. And if things can work out, I've um, got to see the Cubs play in a lot of these stadiums. Not every, of course, not every single one of them, but um, worked, a, worked around trying to um, make things work as I can. You know, you referenced uh, being goal oriented. Are there other, sports related goals that are that are out there that you're either currently pursuing or have pursued in the past yeah i mean like one of the goals i had was to i mean i've i've wanted to see the iowa hawkeyes in bowl games and so i've been able to and it, it was a goal just to see them in one and so we've but now we've had the opportunity to see them in three um and so they've only won one of the three i've been at but so not a great record on my part but um, we were we had the for, we had the ability to see Christian McCaffrey destroy them in the Rose Bowl, um, and we this recently were we were da- we were down in Nashville and we were able to see the Music City Bowl where Iowa Hawkeyes finally won a game, um, and, and they did it very well. So that was po- that was positive. Um, and then one of my goals was to see any kind of cha- the, the national championship game, and this past. Um, Weekend, we had the opp- I had the opportunity to watch the Iowa Hawkeyes down in Dallas. Um, I, again, like I talked about earlier, my brother lives down there, so he was able to get us a couple tickets um, to be able to see that. Unfortunately, the Iowa Hawkeyes lost in the championship game, but it was a great atmosphere um, opportunity to do some of the pre-game um, experiences and um, a really cool experience there. And one of the last. I, mean, I don't know about last ones. I, I mean, I'm always setting new goals, but one of the things I have a couple that are still on my list. One is I'm, I've never been to the Olympics. And so I don't know, it's not that I necessarily care about which event I want to go see, but I want to go to uh, summer or winter Olympics and be able to see that um, at an a, a international competition of some sport. And so that's on my list still. And um I want to participate in Ragbri. In Iowa, we have this 
ride bike ride all the way across the state of Iowa that happens in the summer. And I just have never been able to fit it into my schedule. And I'm going to actually have time to get that done, I think, this summer. So I've signed up. And so if everything goes well and I don't have any complications that make that impossible, I should be able to participate this summer, this July. So what was that called again? It's called RAGBRAI. It was like the Register's annual something ride across Iowa. I'm not sure okay. what the G stands for. Maybe it's just great ride across Iowa. I'm not exactly sure. Okay. But um, it's it's just uh, they every year they have a summer, a week in July that they have people bike across the state of Iowa. It's about 500 miles, I think, this year. Um, and you do it in about a week. And they have cities that you stop over and cities in between that are kind of pit stops that people just have a kind of a great, fun experience. Um, our first interaction with Ragbride was it had a pit stop or one of the overnight stops was in Altoona, which is where I live in Iowa. Um, and we hosted a team. And so they slept in our backyard or in our garage or our basement and um, were able to hang out here before they kept going on their ride. And then they talked me into riding with them that day. So I rode with them to the next city. Um, and then I realized, hey, this could be fun. And so it's been a, a goal of mine for almost 10 years. It's just my summers haven't allowed me to make it work yet. And so I think this is the first summer that it looks like it's going to work. What a cool event. Um, and what, uh, what is the training like for that? Do you have any, is there like a schedule or a regimen you're going to have to follow to be in at least passable shape to be able to survive a 500 mile bike ride? Well, you'd think so. Um, I, I probably should be doing a little bit more already than I have. Um, I think, I mean, in, in some ways it's like a whole bunch of back to back 10 to 12, 15 mile rides. Um, but we'll see how much I actually get on the bike and do, do some riding. I've done a little bit here, but as the weather starts getting a little bit better, um, in Iowa, I should be able to get out a little bit more. Um, the July is going to be hot and it's going to, I mean, part of the, I think the challenge there is just getting up early enough to get out and go, um, first thing in the morning. Um, there's a lot of partying that happens at night. Um, and so trying to balance that out to not do that too much to be able to actually be able to finish the next day. Oh, well, good luck to you, Josh, on, on that one. I, I hope you're a finisher and uh, you are a survivor as well. That will um, be our goal. Yeah. Um, if we could go back to the uh, to that championship game that you saw, you know, recently with Iowa and LSU, I know it didn't end on the uh, – on the, on the plus side for you as a Hawkeye fan, but you know, a, a lot of folks now are talking about that almost being like the uh, Michigan state, Indiana state, the, the bird, um, you know, magic Johnson moment from the men's game. Was there a sense in the arena that day that it was, you know, this was a pretty special event and, and something that maybe is going to now catapult women's college basketball to a higher level. I hope so. I mean, women's basketball this season and actually last several seasons has been really entertaining to watch. Um, and um, you have a lot of outstanding players on both Iowa and LSU, South Carolina and others that were um, within the NCAA tournament throughout the entire um, time. And I think there's just been some amazing opportunities to be able to support these young women athletes that are um, giving up everything they have. Um, and I think there's been a lot of other stories that go have gone along with it. Um, but in the end, all these women who have worked so hard to 
be at the top of their game and be competitors have done amazing things for the sport and have probably created more fans out of women's basketball than have ever been there before. I mean, I think they said almost like over 10 million um, people tuned in at some point during this NCAA championship game. Um, and just every single game was setting records um, for the number of women that were watching or number of people who, have, who turned in for the first time potentially to watch women's basketball because there's some outstanding athletes, not just Caitlin Clark, but lots of others on all these teams who are giving it their all and have been very entertaining to watch. Yeah. Now you mentioned Caitlin Clark. Um, is she an Iowa native? I should know this, but I don't. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's so, from um, Des Moines area. Yeah. Um, always been a pretty stellar player, I would presume. Yeah. She was a very, like she was outstanding player in high school and um, it's been an outstanding player throughout her college career. Um, that And this, this team has been, They've started like 93, they started 93 games together over the last several seasons. And um, it's just been great to see them continue to grow, continue to connect with one another. Um, excited that Caitlin Clark's coming back next season, um, partially because WNBA um, has different draft rules than um, the NBA. She's not even eligible. So she's guaranteed to come back next year. And um, we're going to lose a couple of our seniors, but so they're not going to have the same starting lineup, but we'll see what kind of team and what kind of magic can happen next season. Yeah. And it was a pretty good year overall for the big 10 as well. So, you know, I would think living near the, you know, Iowa city area, you should have the opportunity to see um, some pretty high level women's basketball for at least the next couple of seasons. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. And I mean, I honestly, I mean, even up in Ames, they've had some good, good women's basketball teams, good men, men's basketball teams as well. We're, we have season tickets to both Iowa State and Iowa football games. And so we get to see a lot of great sports here. Even though we don't have any professional teams, college college sports is still um, what we get to see the most of live in person. So, Sure. And it's um, – what, what is that Iowa-Iowa State football game like? Have you been to some oh, of those, oh, I would presume? Yeah. No, they're, they're, it's a really strong, fun atmosphere as well. Um, there's, of course – always when there's high rivalry there's some smack talking and sometimes it gets a little bit goes a little bit too far especially out in the parking lots as people are drinking too much but um it's always fun in the stadium regardless of the results um to be able to cheer on your favorite team and of course for me i when iowa and iowa state are playing i'm still cheering on the hawkeyes but um, whenever they're not playing i'm cheering on both teams for iowa very good um Josh, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks for this. Yeah, of course, it's been a lot of fun for me too. Any anything that I've missed that um, I I probably should have asked you? No, well, not that I can think of. I just um, appreciate all the work you're doing to help just keep people excited about sports, um, whether or not it's professional sports or college sports. I think there's a lot of fun that people can do with their families by themselves um, or with friends. It's just been a great opportunity to. Um, get out and see the world and to be able to see different things, to be able to um, make it live life again, completely to the fullest possible um, and be able to fill it in with a lot of entertainment. And these young athletes, whether or not they're in college or in professional yeah. sports, have done a great job of doing that. You, you know, I said that I was going to wrap it up, but you reminded me of one thing I was going to circle back and ask you, you, you referenced the Olympics and you said it didn't really matter what event or even you know, winter or summer. 
does it have to be someplace international or would you consider going to the games when they're in LA um, in what, 28, I guess it is. No, I mean, I think that would count. Um, I've signed up um, for like, there's like a way to sign up for a, an alert for when tickets for it sell or for a drawing. So I went ahead and signed up for the ones in Paris in 2024. Yeah. Um, but I think I hear, get to hear about something about that in sometime in May, I believe. So um, if that ends up working out great, if not, maybe it'll end up being LA, um, but we'll, we'll keep that on the list until it gets accomplished. I, I love it. I, I, I love the, uh, the, uh, the goal oriented and checking things off. It's, it's a fun way to, to operate. I've not been able to get to all 30 uh, big league stadiums, but I've been to my share and, and you're right. It, it is a different experience in each ball yard that you go to. And it really is a, a great way to, you know, experience a city and experience a culture by, by going to some of these stadiums, whether it be baseball, football, basketball, hockey, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's, um, it's a great way to you know, immerse yourself in a, in a community. So good on you for doing that. Thanks for sharing your story with us today. Of course. Thank you. Conversations with sports fans is a production of the sports fan project. Our theme music is fittingly entitled wooden championships by Lobo Loco. Please visit our website at thesportsfanproject.com for more information and to contact us. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it with other sports fans you know and invite them to give it a listen.